0: I am joined by Dan Ryan from Stanley Cup of Shouter, which is the Boston Bruins blog on the SB Nation Network. Dan, how are you today?
1: I am doing well. How are you?
0: Great. Thanks. Thank you again for doing this with us. These are all, I think. Um, Okay. So we'll hop right into it. So one of the biggest things that's going on with you guys right now is your super good young player, Charlie McAvoy, is hurt. Um, Is there any update or sick or hurt or something? Is there any update on him?
1: yeah so i haven't seen anything today um he obviously didn't play last night in ottawa and his whole injury has been pretty weird from the beginning uh just came out saturday in the middle of the day that he was sent back home um from vancouver no one really knew what happened and bruce cassidy wasn't talking um the There's been two bits of speculation, one that he somehow suffered a concussion because Cassidy did say that he got, I'm paraphrasing here, but he said something to the effect of he got hit pretty good against Edmonton and just didn't feel right, Um, which leads you to believe that could be a head injury. But then there's the other possibility that he had that um, heart issue last year that required a procedure to be done. Uh, Ideally, if he got hit, that wouldn't cause that situation to come back up, because that would be pretty terrifying. But the only reason people are speculating is because Cassidy was asked uh, if it was related to that, and he didn't say yes, but he also didn't outright deny it. So uh, normally, if you know if you know that's not it, you'd, you'd say no, no, nothing to do with that. So people are a little bit concerned. But uh, I highly doubt he plays tomorrow uh, I'd be pretty surprised but you know, I guess anything's possible but when there's been a no real update whatsoever on even what's wrong with him I, I don't think you'll see him in the lineup tomorrow
0: huh that's that's pretty weird I mean I know you know the teams are always weird about saying what an injury is but that sounds like extra
1: right yeah and I, I get they would say oh yeah it's it's upper body lower body whatever but when you know when the kid had A heart procedure done I believe last this past January you'd think it'd be in everyone's best interest to come out and be like no no don't worry about that nothing to do with that and that doesn't mean obviously it doesn't mean that is what's going on it's just kind of weird to not shoot that down right away so the smart money is probably on some sort of concussion unfortunately because that's what you think of when you say you took a pretty good hit and didn't feel right so uh Ideally, it's something else, just a muscle pull or a strain or something, but no one's really talking, so we'll have to see.
0: All right, so I know we're only 11 games into the season for you guys, um, but when we did our season previews at Broad Street Hockey for each of the divisions, we all kind of agreed that Boston would be at or near the top of the Atlantic for you know the entirety of the season. Um, but right now, you guys are... Montreal, I think I just looked Montreal's in first, which doesn't make any sense to me. Um, but I know that injuries have been a problem for you guys early in the season. But is there anywhere else that the team's struggling?
1: Yeah, I mean injuries are the easiest thing to blame, but uh I mean secondary scoring, tertiary scoring, whatever you want, however far down you want to go, uh, is really the biggest issue for this team and it's unfortunate. Fortunately, not that different from what plagued them at times last year uh they have the best line in the league uh in, in my opinion um people have been arguing all afternoon about colorado but i don't i don't want to hear about that right now uh but yeah they have the best line in the league in their first line and then once you go down from there they haven't been getting a ton of production from anyone outside of david gracie um Krejci's just about at a point per game after last night, uh, so he's been doing fine. But other than, than Bergeron, Marchand, Pasternak, and Krejci, they are having trouble finding people who can put up points. Um, so if you get a, a night where where you play a shutdown defenseman or a strong defensive team who just focuses all their energy on the first line, or if you know they just have an off night, pucks hit the post, whatever. Uh, the Bruins have had trouble kind of picking up the slack on the other end so a lot of it has to do with the injuries and a lot of it just has to do with personnel they've they've seemingly played a different third line center just about every game um they let riley nash walk this summer uh and have tried everyone from david Backus to um i don't i mean that's i can't even remember who else has played center now pretty much everyone on the team has had a turn there um and then The wings have been rotating, too. So Krejci someone who everyone says benefits from playing with a big, um, strong scoring winger. Uh, I saw it with Milan Lucic, with Nathan Horton, all those guys. And this year he's played with DeBrusque pretty much the whole time. But that right wing has been a revolving door between um, Bjork and Donato and even Posternak occasionally. They they just keep funneling guys in and out. So there's something to be said for chemistry, and I don't know that any line other than the first line has it right now. Um, so they're relying heavily on that trio, and they're lucky that they've been producing, or else it would be pretty ugly. So if guys below that first line, especially in the middle six, don't start scoring, guys like debrusk and Heinen and um, – Krejci, to an extent, he's been doing fine. But other guys need to start picking up the slack on offense, or its I don't see any better result than we saw at the end of last season where they kind of just ran out of gas against Tampa.
0: Yeah. So I was going to ask you if anybody had kind of stepped up in a notable way with all of these injuries, but it doesn't sound like it.
1: (laughs) No, not on offense. Um, Like I said, Krejci uh, is a guy who – depending on who you're talking to uh, and the Bruins fan base, people either like him or really hate him. They think he's overpaid and all, you know, all that stuff, uh, as I'm sure you hear in Philly for certain people as well. Uh, But he, I mean, he's someone who has stepped up on offense just in that, you know, if you're producing, I think he's got eight points in nine games now. Um, Don't quote me on that. I could be off by one, but He's obviously, you know, obviously, if you can maintain that pace over the course of a year, you're having a great year. Um, but he's he's chipped in on offense, and then defensively, someone who I think has taken great strides at the start of the season is Brandon Carlo. Um, mm-hmm. He is has some terrible luck in that he's gotten injured in I think the last week, if not the last couple games of the season, the past two years. So. Poor guy hasn't gotten to play in the playoffs yet, Um, but he's someone they definitely missed in the playoffs against Tampa. And he's someone who I think has played pretty well on defense. He's a big guy. He's starting to use his size more um, starting to kind of take on a little bit more in terms of minutes and uh, not exactly a prolific point producer, but um, you know, they have Krug for that role when he comes back. So, Carlo's someone who has stepped up, I think, when when they're going through just a pretty ridiculous injury bug on the blue line right now. Um, Over the summer, I wrote a post on how they had, I think, eight defensemen on the roster and had to trade someone. And as of right now, if Krug, uh, McAvoy, and Miller are still out, they only have five healthy guys on the roster. So um, Carlo's someone who definitely has has done well. In my eyes, at least, Uh, he still has his, you know, misplays every now and then, like young defensemen do. But I think he's been pretty solid when they've needed him.
0: So one guy that I've kind of been surprised (laughs) as much as he has, um, Rask hasn't been great. Um, It looks like he had a pretty good last night, but it's Ottawa. So I don't know how much, (laughs) you know, how much you want to put on that. Yeah. um but is there any worry um amongst you guys that that he might be running out of gas or do you think he's just hit a rough patch
1: uh it's it depends on who you talk to it's like crazy there's probably, I'd say that the bruins fan base is probably i don't know it depends i guess you base it on twitter and facebook our comment sections are probably more like 60 40 anti anti-rask at this okay. point uh they, Everyone thinks he's overpaid, and he's he's not worth the money, and people fail to understand that normally when you sign someone to a big contract, you're paying as much for what they've done so far as what they're going to do down the line. So the Bruins gambled with him on a bridge deal and lost because they signed him to a bridge deal, and then he won the Vezina, so you kind of, kind of out of luck at that point. Uh, Trick you <laughs> with, yeah. I mean, he says that's William Nylander special right there. If the leaps yeah. <laughs> into a bridge deal and he does that, they're screwed. But um, he's someone who it seems, anecdotally at least, has been a slow starter in recent years. Um, I think he's, I mean, obviously that first game against Washington is what jumps out, but the Bruins as a team just got hammered in that game. Um, he did give up that one soft one, but if you look at the game i believe the soft one put washington up five to nothing so the game was pretty well out of hand at that point um i don't think it's it's fatigue or energy or anything with him it just seems like for whatever reason it takes him a while to get going um and it happened last year i believe too to to an extent and the bruins kind of leaned on Anton Hudobin to to bail them out while Rask wasn't doing so great, and they'll probably do the same with Halak. But um, I just think at this point he his his struggles in the Boston media at least are always going to be overblown. Um, hmm. You know, there's there's P. He I think he made 38 saves last night. Um, played well again. It is Ottawa, so maybe it counts as like 24 NHL saves, <laughs> but. Um, there are people saying, "Yeah, he gave, made those saves, but Brandon Carlo swept two pucks out of the crease, so he really almost gave up two. It's just like at this point, you know, the guy—if—if if he doesn't—if he wins and doesn't get a shutout, he didn't get a shutout. If he gets a shutout, you know, wasn't because of him. So, I think he'll be fine. Um, he was good in the playoffs for them last year, and I, I think he's—he's he's just a slow starter. I don't know why. I don't know. If it just takes him a while to get in the groove of the game or what? But um I think it's a little too early to, to panic with him. Just give him through the, through November or so and see if he can get his legs under him. And if so, the the Bruins will be fine,
0: yeah, it's really it's really early to make like any kind of judgments about anything at this point, which is,
1: yeah, but don't don't let that stop anyone who reads <laughs> our website because that's oh, all there is, is his <laughs> judge. <laughs> they wrote him off during the preseason so it's never too early to run the goalie out of town in in boston at least
0: oh my god you should visit the broad street hockey comment section sometime
1: oh i was gonna say i know i know goalies can be a sore spot when you're talking about the flyers so
0: uh... people are just like ready to abandon their fan hood or whatever absolutely
1: yeah Yeah. same thing
0: yeah people are freaking out but it's like October. Got well, we the
1: pro time. the the good thing now for us and i'm sure in in philly to an extent too um well, one the red sox are still on uh so that <laughs> takes a lot of heat off and then the patriots are doing well celtics are supposed to be good so the average fan doesn't you know i shouldn't say this but doesn't really care much about the bruins right now so it's more the die hard but once we hit those you know february january months where there's nothing else going on they'll we'll get a lot more of the crazies coming out trading everyone so i look forward to that it's fun
0: oh yeah it's never a dull moment it's it's always fun to hear that other fan bases are just as crazy as our fan base it makes me feel a little bit better
1: well because philly Philly and, and boston fans make fun of each other but they're really just like two cousins from different sides of the family there's not much of a difference uh so I think the similarities between the two groups are probably what makes them go at each other so much. But we're really not much different. No. Whether, okay. whether either side would admit it or not, I think we're pretty similar in terms of the kind of people that make up the core fan base. So yeah, yeah. it's always fun when the Flyers come to town.
0: So I'm going to throw a curveball at you because I just thought of this question. Um, apart from the fact that he's infuriatingly good at hockey, do you guys actually like Brad
1: Marchand? Um, tough. It's it's tough. Like right now, yeah, because he hasn't done anything, and I don't know. I guess this season yet. some yeah, yeah. I mean, he definitely had some uh incidents in the playoffs that that could be a little annoying. So I mean, I actually like him. I I kind of understand that you know, from my perspective, there are roles for guys like that. um, And I get why everyone else hates him. I do. I mean, I've, I feel like I've written the same post on our website two or three times, basically wondering out loud, when is he going to learn? Uh, So I I guess I'm, I'm forgiving when he's, when he's putting up points to say, Oh, well, you know, he'll learn this time. And it's tough though it's getting tough to defend just because there's the ones you know licking Ryan Callahan is is weird and and you know unhygienic at best but it's not really hurting it's not really hurting anyone yeah um but then you have the one the one that really kind of got me was the one against um Marcus Johansson last year against New mm-hmm. Jersey just because of how unnecessary it was yeah um you know, there have been ones in the past where like, the one where he low bridged Sammy Sallow. You know, you could argue either way. What's he supposed to do? Let himself get run over? Things like that. But the Johansson one just annoyed me because it was just stupid. There was no need for it. There was no. It wasn't part of a play. The play was over, and it just almost looked like he couldn't help himself. But like, yeah, you know, let's just elbow this guy in the head in the brain, Ugh. potentially ruin his career. And I, I you know, I, I'm sure he doesn't in the moment think, hey, I'm gonna concuss this guy, but he's just too good to be doing things like that. And
0: yeah. that's the thing I never understood about him. It's like, dude, you're super good at hockey. Like you don't have to play this way. You can just yeah. be really good at hockey. Like
1: well why part you- of part of me wonders if he's never really out outgrown how he came up in in the sport, for lack of a better way to put it, because he I mean, there'll be revisionist history now, but people would be lying if they said they thought he was going to be a first line left wing pushing 50 goals in a season. Uh, I feel like when the Bruins drafted him and he was coming up, he was kind of billed as like a a checking line guy who who did what he does now. He irritates and maybe he fights every now and then and scores eight goals a year, but fans love him because he's scrappy. But it's almost like he's he's blossomed into an elite scoring winger but hasn't figured out hey I don't have to do that stuff anymore like I'm not gonna get cut if I don't you know lick somebody I'm fine (laughs) I can stay here so I mean we've had conversations in our slack chat where some of our our staff actually you know straight up dislike him at this point and kind of hard find it hard to reconcile cheering for him but I'm I don't know I guess it's like you just hope okay this time he's going to learn and he's going to mm-hmm. stop. And then I just hope I'm not having the same conversation with myself in a couple weeks as right. I did last year.
0: Yeah. We kind of have that with uh, Radko Gudis. Although.
1: No. Yeah. So see for me, that guy's the worst. I can't yeah. stand that guy, but it's, you know, it's the same. It's just, I mean, and honestly, it's probably not quite the same because.
0: He's you not as good.
1: argue that Marshawn has inflicted more damage on People than Gudush had. I mean, I don't know for sure, but you know, Marshawn's incidents at this point aren't slew footing where some guy just falls. I mean, he almost ruined Johansson's entire season last year. So yeah. I don't know. I, I I guess it's like he's like your child. You you just you know, <laughs> hope he learns and you try he to forgive him right. through that.
0: Okay, back to our regularly scheduled questions. Um. I like to ask people to give me an under the radar player that Flyers fans might not know about that. You think they should keep an eye on during the game.
1: Um, so uh, I can give two, I guess because one may not be that under the radar, but one would be um, Jake DeBrusque who has been David Krejci's left wing on the second line for the better part of a calendar year. Now um, he's one of the guys who was drafted in that three straight picks in twenty fifteen. Yeah. Uh and he's the first one that hit pay dirt. And truthfully he's him him turning into an nhler and a legit one at that is probably the only reason people aren't putting more heat on Don Sweeney because yeah the draft is not looking great right now. Uh the guys he passed on there, but that's a whole different story. But Debrusk is he's a good um kind of developing power forward. He he plays hard. He four checks. He hits, he's got a good shot. Um, Seems to step up when called upon. He scored that big goal in game seven against Toronto um, last year. So he's someone who, um, you know, he's kind of filled to a certain degree, the, the Luchich on Krejci's left role or he's not as big of a guy, but he's shown some chemistry with Krejci. And then another guy uh, would be Anders Bjork, who's, had a great college career and his kind of started well last year, but then got derailed by injury um, and is still trying to get his legs under him, I think. But he's someone who also, he's got a great shot. He seems like a smart hockey player uh, could play on create right. Could play on the third line. Like I said, revolving door, who knows where they're going to end up, but he's someone who I think probably most, hockey fans outside of boston haven't heard much about but he's yeah. definitely someone uh bruins fans at least are are pretty excited about so he's someone who who could pop up on the score sheet tomorrow
0: so apart from radko gudas any any flyers you like watching when they come to town
1: well, the one guy who every Bruins fan will say is Wayne Simmons, because every Bruins fan secretly wishes Wayne Simmons was on the Bruins. <laughs> uh, I mean, I had a guy message the the Stanley Cup of Chowder Facebook page like in early September asking what it would take to trade for Wayne Simmons. I'm like, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a GM. i I might my guess is that it'd be expensive because he seems kind of like a heart and soul guy for the flyers. So you don't really give those guys away. Um,
0: I don't know. if it were up to me and you, blog to blog, we could have a conversation.
1: Well, yeah. So that that's what we can. I said. I mean, we can trade with Broad Street Hockey, but that, that those generally don't hold in the real world. Uh, I don't think. <laughs> Don Sweeney is is reading the blog and saying, "All right, well, I guess this is a good deal." So, but I mean, I've I've liked watching him for years now. He he's just one of those guys who, he he also can be irritating if you if you're not a Flyers fan, just because he plays hard and seems yeah. like he. He comes up big when he needs to. Um, And then I like, I I may be getting his name wrong, but I believe it was Konechny who Mm -hmm. scored that really nice goal against the Bruins last year. Uh, I think that was the game where the Bruins tied it with like a second left, but then lost. Uh, But yeah, he he seems like one of those guys who just is young and exciting, kind of like a Pasternak where they're not afraid to use their um their talent they're not afraid to deke or or make i guess unconventional plays. so those guys are always fun to watch and then it's always fun to watch whoever philly trots out in net whatever uh guy is going to be in there at this point i don't know if you've solved that at this point but i do like watching the flyers goalie carousel spin around
0: um, i'm assuming you're going to see brian elliott tomorrow all right well but then again who knows but i'm assuming brian elliott um okay so that said last question i have for you is to just give me a shot in the dark game prediction for how you think this is going to end up
1: uh i'll I'll be pessimistic and say i think it will be like it seems like most bruins flyers games lately um i'm sure someone could fact check me on this and tell me i'm wrong but it seems like they've been kind of tight games where a goal here or there uh you know and it may maybe ended up being a two goal game but it was close for most of it um and then that buzzer beater one comes to mind but it just seems like the bruins have had trouble um stringing solid games together so far this year uh and they just mm-hmm. came off of what it's sad to call was a big win against ottawa because it's you know ottawa yeah. but um I just, I think I can see a a three to two game going in Philly's favor, uh, maybe with a goal in the last 10 minutes of the third being the difference. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if, if it doesn't turn out that way, but I'm just, I got a feeling that it could be one of those tight ones that ultimately something weird happens and Philly ends up leaving town with the win.
0: Yeah, this is a, I don't know. The Flyers are a, a, a mess right now. Um, from what we saw out of practice today it looks like dave Hackstall is going to be juggling some lines tomorrow bringing some guys back into the lineup healthy scratching some guys that have been playing pretty well um since he's not going to get to match lines i'm pretty sure that your top line is going to run house on our absolutely horrific defense um. So yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen. I'm not feeling great about it.
1: Well, then, but then they, you know, you'd think that same would apply on that trip out west where they should have rolled over one of either Vancouver or Edmonton, and then they couldn't beat either of those. It's just, it yeah. seems like if if things aren't going well for that first line, it's like the whole team kind of, maybe not panics, but they they kind of just like, well, if they're not scoring, how are we supposed to <laughs> right.
0: score? Right.
1: Yeah. So. I don't know i like i said it's it's october hockey who knows it could be 10 to nothing one team or the other and it wouldn't be that surprising so we'll see
0: i don't know why any of us pretend that we can predict what's going to happen in this game at any time right kind of makes any sense.
1: <laughs> well because if you're if you're wrong everyone's like well obviously you're not a fortune teller it's fine yeah. but if you're right it's like wow this this person yeah. yeah so it's fine just throw it out there who knows
0: I'm gonna. All right, then I'm just gonna throw it out. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say three-one Bruins.
1: Oh, all right. Well, see, this is this is two pessimistic sports cities who refuse know, to believe right? anything good can happen.
0: happen. Yeah, we we just can't do it. We can't. But beat.
1: it's but it's the whole the whole old school mentality of it's better to um, set your expectations low and be surprised. Exactly. Be surprised out, so.
0: Yes. Aim low. You're never disappointed.
1: Right. Low bar. That's what we'll go Fire with.
0: Fans motto. all right so once again this was dan ryan from stanley cup of chowder dan thank you again for joining me this was really good i really appreciate it
1: sure thanks for having me
0: all right go flyers hello i'm spencer hall from sb nation and i want to tell you about my new show it seemed smart it seems smart is a show about people doing things that for some reason or another seemed smart at the time those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain